Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. For 19 years, he said, then I preached that to my congregation. Now, no more. Those that had the bubonic plague got healed as he taught them and prayed for them. And for a 19-year period, he said, nobody in my church died, not a young person, not a baby, not a middle-aged person, not a child, no one but elderly people that lived their life out. That's the congregation's church. But see, when the truth was preached, they got a hold of it. Well, he came. It was advertised in newspapers because, of course, we didn't have radio and television in 1895. But the newspaper headlined San Francisco and across the nation said, Healer is coming to America. Welcome to Rama for Today. In a moment, Kenneth E. Hagan continues his series on Healing Belongs to Us. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Oh, like Brother Lee Eller, one of our board members, you know, he was many years, you know, and connected with Full Gospel Benjamin. Some of the Full Gospel Benjamin went up to Kansas City and spoke there at the chapter meeting. Then they spoke in a local church there on Sunday. And he's, after being in our meeting, he's a great one, you know, to lay hands on folks to be filled with the Holy Ghost. So he said, uh, you know, they're praying for different ones. And he said that a, a, a great big lady brought her boy. Later on, he learned he's 14. And he didn't look like he's all that old, but he's 14 years old. To up there, to, you know, and said, you know, pray for him, be baptized the Holy Ghost. He said, son, are you saved? He said, well, I, I guess so. He said, well, do you want to be baptized the Holy Ghost? And he rolled his eye, looked at her mom and said, she say I do. <laughs> But you don't get something just because she say I do. <laughs> Amen. Isn't that right? See what I mean? In other words, it's not a matter. It's what he wants, not what his mother wants. And so it is with this lady. It's not what her mother wants. What about her? Amen. Her mother really had just sort of forced her into coming because her mother was financing the operation. She's very, very wealthy. In fact, this little town here in Oklahoma where I was preaching, she, she owned nearly everything in town. I mean, you, there's just one main business district, you know, at that time. Now they've added, but at that time, back in the early 50s, uh, there's only one business, you know, one main street. And she owned practically every building on both sides of the street. <laughs> and she, she's the most wealthy person in the city. And so she's going to finance this operation. And so uh, actually, you know, you don't, uh, somebody going to loan you several thousand dollars and finance an operation, you know, and they come and get you and want you to go for prayer. Well, you're not going to say no, you know. I mean, you just go along and say, well, not going to help do any good anyway, but I'll just go. And so I tried to talk to them. And every time, you know, I just sat down, sat down this talk. See, people need to, before they're prayed for, need to be talked to. Well, that's what we talk to them in these services here. Sometimes they need to ask them some questions. And so the mother kept saying, well, I've driven a long ways and I've got to get her back. You know, she just wanted me to hurry up and pray. And I said, well, I don't want to be unkind about it, but if you're in that big a hurry, well, just load her up and take her back. I'm not praying. <laughs> well, all right then, she said. But every time I'd ask the daughter a question, the mother would answer it. And so then I finally said, now, I'm talking to her and I don't want to be mean about it, but if you're not going to let her talk, now I'm not going to pray for her. Just might as well load her up and take her back home. Now, we don't want to be unkind, but I, I'll be honest with you. We, we have so many to get to that we, we do rush through sometimes, but, but I think really we make a mistake. I remember when, when, uh, when Dr. Dowell, I, I wasn't alive then, but I, I read this from his own pen. He wrote it himself. That when he first came to America, 
1895. Now, see, he had received in 1875 down there in Australia. He's pastor First Congregation Church in Sydney, Australia. And the bubonic plague came, and he had buried 40 members of his church. He had five more people waiting to be buried. He had other people that were sick with the bubonic plague. There's no cure for it, you know. And so he, uh, he said, you know, he was sitting in his, in his study, he said, j just praying, you know, said, dear God, looks like the whole congregation going to die. Is everybody going to die? Where did this plague come from? Is there any help? When the Spirit of God suddenly flashed in his spirit, Acts 10, 38. See, he's asking these questions. Where did the plague come from? Did you send it? You see, where did it come from? Is it your will? Is my whole congregation going to die? When the Holy Ghost suddenly flashed across his spirit, Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. And he said, instantly I saw it. Jesus is a healer, Satan is the oppressor. And other scripture then, all through the Bible, from the beginning to the end, began to come to him as the Holy Ghost brought the revelation to him. Lord, he said, help me to preach that to my people. And he said, for 19 years then, see. See, from 75, 85 to, to 1894, he was here in 1895. Took him some time, came by ship. For 19 years, he said, then I preached that to my congregation. Now, no more. Those that had the bubonic plague, God healed as he taught them and prayed for them. And for a 19-year period, he said, nobody in my church died, not a young person, not a baby, not a middle-aged person, not a child, no one but elderly people that lived their life out. That's the congregation's church. But see, when the truth was preached, they got a hold of it. When he came, it was advertised in newspapers because, of course, we didn't have radio and television in 1895. But the newspaper headlined San Francisco and across the nation said, Healer is coming to America. So he got into San Francisco. He had a room reserved in one of the hotels downtown there. And when he got in, actually, in and into his room, the management of the hotel comes and said, what can we do? We don't know what to do. People are lined up every way from this hotel, four blocks each direction, four different directions, four blocks standing two abreast trying to get to him. You see, people, people want healing. You can't blame them. And Dr. Dowie said himself, I said, the, the manager of the hotel said, what are we going to do? They've got the traffic blocked. Well, he said, I'll, I'll, I'll see some of them. So just bring them up to the room one by one. Allow them to come in one by one. Dowie said he interviewed and talked to, I think it was 254, never ministered or prayed for a single one of them. Just sent them away, just like the cane. When he got to a dear old black woman, I think she was the 254th one. And this dear old black woman didn't have any shoes on because her feet and limbs, I guess you had dropsy among other things, were swollen, you see, to where you couldn't get your shoes in. Her feet were bursted open. Her limbs were bursted open. They'd swollen and burst. And she had gunny sacks. We'd call them down in Texas and here in Oklahoma, toe sacks, wrapped around her feet. And everywhere she had stepped, she'd leave blood. She came in. She's the 254th when he never ministered to another one of them, prayed for another one of them. But the 254th, he laid hands on her and she went out. Everybody saw her right perfectly well. Why didn't he minister to the rest of them? They weren't ready. I said, they weren't ready. People come for help sometimes, but really, they won't help on their terms. They're not ready to surrender to the Lord. Are you listening? Amen. Like somebody said, here they came. 
husband and wife came in for counselor was telling me, Christian counselor, because somebody recommended for counseling on marriage. Well, he began to talk to them, found out they weren't really Christians. They, they belonged to some church sometime or another, but they didn't know Jesus, weren't interested in getting saved. Well, he said, this is Christian, you know, counseling. See, you can't help people that's not interested with Christian counseling to live for the Lord and not interested in Jesus. They can't be helped. But I'd help you if they can. What's your problem? The wife said, well, I have a boyfriend and he don't like it. Well, you could readily understand why he wouldn't like that. And then as he questioned, he came to find out she'd have five more boyfriends before she got to this one. And uh, he don't like it. Now, how are you going to help somebody like that if they don't want to know Jesus? You might as well just take them by the air, lead them out of the office and kick them in the seat of the britches and let them go. Because they're not going to get anything anyhow. Say amen if you can. Amen. Are you listening? Sure he don't like it. She's got a boyfriend on the side. He went on to say he'd caught her in bed with him ten times. Now can you straighten our marriage out? Well, no, nobody can straighten it out. Unless they want it straightened out and they want to live right. They want to get to Jesus. Are you listening to me? Unless he wants to live with that kind of a thing. I don't know what else you'd call her. You know, that's, that's really, I mean, to call her a thing, you know, that's really worse. You know, that's not even being a good human being. That's sort of like a dog, dogs. I better hush before I get to going here. I mean, <laughs> you still out there? Amen. Folks are not always ready for help. They can be helped. They're not always ready for prayer. When you go ahead and pray for them, many times, instead of helping them, you really push them further away from God. We should give people an opportunity to hear the Word of God, to hear the Word of God taught before we pray for them. Then they, in faith, can receive the impartation of God's power. Now, after, the, after this woman, this mother, after I said to her, you know, I'm not going to minister to her, but I'm just going to get up and leave, really, and you can take her back home. If you're not going to let her talk. Finally, she said, well, all right then, all right. So we sat down. And I began to, even after we sat down, well, she began to talk, you know, answer all the questions, so I had to stop her. And then I said, to her, to the daughter, do you believe in divine healing? Because I knew she didn't. Knew it in my spirit. On the inside of me. Well, now she wanted to be nice about it. And she said, well, now to be honest with you, I said, well, don't just be honest about it. Just be brutally frank about it. She said, well, no. I said, I knew that the minute you walked in here. Just as like somebody told me. She said, I'll be honest with you. You said just to be brutally frank. Uh, I, I don't believe divine healing. I just came because mama wanted me to. She's going to loan me the money, $6,000 for this operation. And you just don't say no to somebody that's going to loan you $6,000 when you're in trouble, do you? And I didn't think it'd do any good anyway and it wouldn't do any harm, so I'll just go along. Well, I said, I knew that. The minute you walked in here, that's the reason I didn't pray. Now, I want to ask you this question. Could you pray for someone who's lost and get them saved without them believing in salvation or in Jesus? 
You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources that will change your life. So visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. I'd like to tell you about this month's special offer. You'll receive the four CD series by Ken Hagan, Healing in the Word, Lynette Hagan's Peace CD, Kenneth E. Hagan's book, The Bible Study Course Series, entitled Healing, his Healing Scriptures CD, and lastly, his mini-book, How to Keep Your Healing. All these great resources are $45. That's 35% off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. We want to thank all of you that have partnered with us and, and that help us to get this broadcast all over the world. A word partner is simply somebody that just sends a small offering in That's or a right. large offering. It doesn't make That's any difference. Right. Just whatever you can do uh, each month, if you send it to rhema.org slash WPC. Yes. And uh, our, our, that's where you can go and sign up to be a Word Partner Club member. They'll tell you all about it. But thank all of you members and thank you that are going to join us. Before we go, I want to remind you about this month's special offer, The Healing Package. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, that's toll-free, 1-888-FAITH-99 to find out more. You can also connect online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. We'll be looking for you to join us tomorrow with more from Kenneth E. Hagan on Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.